So very good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Somit Chaudhary. I'm from India, and today I'm with Lorianne Campbell, and I am from Milton, Ontario, Canada. Great. Thank you so much, Lorianne. First of all, uh, I'm feeling so much excited because it's been like a couple of weeks. We haven't had any conversation on Zoom or this live. And uh, I really appreciate that you took some time for this interview. I, I was really excited to have you online. Like I, I tried to schedule it the, the day, but just because of the your type schedule, we couldn't do that. But I'm so glad that you are here with us. So first of all, thank you so much. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Yay. So uh, I'm sure that everything is going great with you. So before we proceed, I have a long list to introduce you today because each and every time I introduce you, I usually go with one or two things, but I have a few other things to let viewers know about you, who actually Lorian Campbell is, right? So, okay. And I will have to look in uh, there to, to introduce you. So guys, uh, again, good evening everyone who is from India and good morning everyone who is watching this from overseas like Canada and North America. So I have Lorian Campbell here with me live. It's a Zoom uh, live with Facebook. So first of all, I'm going to give a brief introduction about her. Then we will listen from her herself. So Lorian Campbell. A person from Milton, Ontario, and a life redesign coach. That's my favorite. A master certified handwriting analyst, a graphotherapist, and here's the thing: a specializing in coaching people with eating disorder. And this is the topic. This is the point for which we are here. And I invited her here. We will talk about this, right? And few more things, it's not ended here. She has been, she was a VP of the Canadian Authors Association in Toronto Ranch and newsletter editor at the age of 24. <laughs> and Lorian, let me tell you that I was at my college that time <laughs> when you were at that position. One more thing, she was a proud member of the International Society of Female Professionals. Last but not the least, founding member of Handwriting University and the Advanced Branding Collaborative Group. So these are so many things and I think I already missed a couple of more things for you, Lorian. But I think I'm overwhelmed to, you know, introducing you here uh, on my Facebook Live with you. So uh, viewers, for viewers especially, I'm mentioning this here that I invited Lorian today because there is an upcoming book book, come, uh, book she's writing on, and that's you can see in the background of Lorian. That's a very pretty nice uh, background there, and it's bulimia addict, right? So, first of all, I would like to know a brief introduction. Then I will have a few things to ask her. Just let her let viewers know about you. Already, I introduced you, but apart from that, about you. And then a brief introduction about this upcoming book. Please go ahead. Thank you. So as I said, I'm Laurie Ann, 
And I started, I've been a longtime entrepreneur when I was seven years old. I'd take things out of the garbage day and then I'd go resell it to people with my friends. <laughs> when I was in my 13 years, I used to do uh, dog shows and fairs in my backyard. My parents were really, really nice. And we used to charge the neighborhood kids to come in. So it started a long time back. So when I came out of university, my big thing was I want my own business. So that's when I started my literary agency. And I used to help uh, authors to find publishers because back then we didn't really have that self-publishing ability. And uh, at the same time, like you said, became vice president of the Canadian Authors Association Toronto branch. And I was also their newsletter editor. Uh, life changes and uh, three years into my business as it was just growing, I did end up getting married and we were transferred to the States. And unfortunately, it's not that easy to bring a company that you've started in Canada to the States. They won't allow for it. Wrote to the, the president, to my senator, to everybody trying very hard because that's how determined I was. Anyway, so 10 years moved on. Now, during that phase, let's go back to what's going to segue into this is that uh, when I was around 16, uh, my oldest sister, was getting married and she was really on this diet kick. And uh, she said that I was on the charts. I was five nine and 130 and very fit. I was a cheerleader competition and everything. But she told me that I was 10 pounds overweight based on the charts that she was going by. And I then hence at 16 had my very first basically starvation diet where she put me on liquids only for three weeks, three days, not three weeks, three days. From that point on, the diet cycle went stupid. I gained tons of weight. I, then I moved to, um, from London, Ontario to Montreal. You may as well at 16, send me to Siberia because that's a big switch over when you're 16 years old. And uh, started working at McDonald's. They didn't have any sports teams in the high school really. So um, yeah, food became my best friend, so to speak. I would go home, I would eat. I would go to school, I would go home, I would eat. And so I gained a lot of weight. And then when I got into college, I met a girl and she said, um, you know that you can eat whatever you want and not gain weight. And that was the start of what we're talking about tonight uh, or today was where I was introduced to bulimia. So I call it a diet gone wrong. It's desperation to try and not show people how you've come to the point where foods become your best friend instead of your friends. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the dieting, the more that you diet, the more that you gain because you're stopping yourself from eating the things that you like. I mean, when I was in high school, like I said earlier on, uh, if I wanted to go and have a Big Mac, I'd have one. Did I have it every day? No. But then when I was working at McDonald's and it was filling up and there's my cat, um, I, would, I would basically have a hamburger almost every day. So it spiraled. Years later at 25, I started to write a book uh, because I had actually hired on a therapist and I had uh, recovered from it. But one thing that she told me and no disrespect to my ex-husband, but she warned me that he was not a good influence and that he was part of my struggle in my healing and recovering from bulimia. Uh, there were a lot of red flags that I refused because when you're psychotically in love, you don't see the red flags. Or if you do see them, you ignore them. You go, I love them too much and I know that things will go by. But um, very uh, 
perfectionism was a very big part of his life. And I was already a perfectionist. I needed somebody who could say, hey, you're okay. You don't need to be that way. You can, you know, you can make a couple of mistakes because as long as you're feeding into oh, yeah. that person who has an eating disorder that they have to be perfect, um, it's harder for them to recover. They have to be able to answer to themselves that, yes, I can, I can make mistakes and it's okay. I'm still a good person. So then put forth, I was okay for a couple of years. We moved to Reno and I got pregnant and I was fine. But then after I had my son, I fell back into it. And just a lot of things like bulimia is as much as it starts off as a diet gone wrong becomes something very much more than that. It becomes that you start eating your emotions. And a lot of it, I found a lot of people uh, quite often, if you have the ability to, they'll eat comfort foods because that's what makes you comfortable, but you're eating your emotions. You could also be eating your boredom, but when you're bored, you think too much anyway. Um, and then you, I, then you purge it. And I think it's almost like a ritual. You're purging out the stuff that you're angry about, but people only, a lot of people with eating disorders only perceive it as being an issue with the food, but it's not, it goes a lot further than that. It goes, there's a psychology behind it. So over the years, I've been writing the book and I've been updating it. And believe it or not, it took 30 years before I finally understood the final chapter of full recovery. And that was 10 years ago. I don't look back. I don't miss it at all. I even wow. sometimes wish that, you know, I wish it never had happened because I lost a lot of time in that because it takes a lot of time away from you. But yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah. That's great. So hence my book. So uh, you just mentioned here... Yeah, perfect. So you just mentioned here that you say it took you 30 years, almost 30 years, like uh, you must have started before 90s, right? Yeah. So what was the exact reason or the challenges that you already published many books, right? Uh, you have Macabre Not Required and other books as well. I know that very well, but why this particular book took this much time? What was the issue? Well, the issue itself, getting over it, I'm not alone in, in the long term of it. Uh, it started, really, it became something much better known in 1982 when Karen Carpenter, she was a very popular singer, she died of what we call bulimorexic. So she was anorexic and bulimic. And uh, then all of a sudden, it was all over the press. And then, it, you know, back then, there was not a lot of information. I was, it was about 1982 around that year that I, oh, 1980, so two years before. So I didn't even hear about it much until that. And then there was a lot more self groups that were growing and there were places that you could go to. And it was easier to reach out because it was out in the open, but it was still scary because a lot of people still, they don't want you, you know, if somebody finds out, then you'll tell them, oh, I'm okay now, I'm, I'm recovered, but you're not, but you, you become a really good liar, really you do. And you find ways to hide it better and better, which is awful because you're deceiving yourself. I mean, yeah, you're deceiving them, but think about what you're doing to yourself. And that's something you don't really realize. But it's it, yeah. uh, what, what ends up being the thing is, is really deducing what is triggering it. And then we call them trigger foods. It's not the food. Again, it comes down to psychology that triggers it more so than anything else. When you figure that out, that that one thing particular and you deal with that it makes it a lot easier to recover so much easier 
Perfect. So, uh, is this book going to change? Like, uh, when the viewers or like the readers will have this book. So, uh, in this book, will it be explaining them to change their food habits, or they don't have to change it, but just there, by there, sticking with that, recover it. There is a certain amount of yes, changing your food habits, but it's that it's the not so much. Like what I just, I changed what I was eating because I chose to do that. Uh, and, but I'll still have, yeah. if I want a Big Mac, I'll still have a piece of chocolate, but instead of eating the whole chocolate or even half the time, I yeah. don't want the full Big Mac, I'll cut it in half. I eat until I'm full. So it, it's really, but there's a definitely a, a mindset that has to go along with that because just changing how you eat will not be able to help you to to full recovery that is not the only thing so the book does entail that self-love self-acceptance and finding that specific trigger and it changes for everybody me it was that feeling of needing to be something to everyone instead of looking at me going no you know what i don't want to be that person that that person wants me to be i want to be who i am and nobody's there to tell me that i can't be who i want to be so there's no excuse for this and I guess that's what I started to tell myself is I really don't have an excuse yeah. for this anymore. Never that I really have an excuse, but there was that trigger. That trigger has gone. I don't have it. You know, that's just like, think yeah. about it. Wake up, smell the roses, stop. Just, and it's, it's not that easy. I'm making it sound easy, but really it comes down to that. If you figured it out, stop. Now, what I like about this, and I know Jane Fonda struggled with it. There's quite a few actresses that did that we didn't know that did struggle with it for about 30 years. Like they were not short term. Mm -hmm. And so some people say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I was in my teens and I got over it. You hear they're in their 20s, they get over it. Funny thing, you don't hear a lot about the ones that are over 40 that still are struggling. I know that there's women and it's a pretty big chunk of people out there in their 40s and 50s who started in the 80s that are still struggling, but they don't want to go. It's awkward, right? Because you're sitting there going, hmm, I have bulimia and I'm in my 40s. How many other people are out there that, that are this old? And I mean, we're not old, but this old and age-wise and still struggling with it. Yeah. I look like an idiot, but you're not. Because it took me, I was 48 years old when, you know, 47, when it finally came to me and, and it's been 10 years. But um but it took 30 years and, and it's not uncommon and there's a yeah. lot of women out there still doing that so my particular focus it's anyone can read the book but my focus is 40 plus because that's those are the people who had to go through having children having to be working having all of those pressures on you at the same time as trying to deal with your recovery very hard to do right right so um is there any Fixed, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the particular time to recover up from this or it goes, it goes on. What do you say? Like you're an expert in that, right? You're writing a book on that. So what do you think that does it take certain time? Or it just goes on. The person will feel him or herself this. I, um, I actually helped even through when I was uh, recovered for those two years. I did uh, help a couple of people actually get over it. Um, through, we did a lot of correspondence writing because it helps because it's a journaling. And that's one of the things that I do highly recommend is like a pen pal type mm -hmm. of thing. But yeah. uh, everybody is different because everybody's life is different. So somebody could be in their 
teens or maybe early 20s and then let's say they get married but the person that they're marrying is a very positive influence on them makes it easier uh, and more accommodating to recovery uh, if you're married to someone who is a lot more controlling or expects more of you that could cause it to go on because you're not in a an environment that's healthy to recovery and there's a lot of different things like that yeah. So it, I think it depends on, well, I know it depends on the lifestyle and the expectations that not only you have on yourself, but what you think other people have on you, which is the worst part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, perfectly said that. All right. So uh, let's go ahead. And uh, I have a question here. Like, uh, it's pretty similar. Uh, usually, you know, uh, people... Actually, the HR uh, manager usually asks this question: Why should I why should I hire you from the candidates? Just like the, the question, like why should people buy your buy this particular book, the Bulimiati? Well, there is. One <laughs> I, thing I that hope you I don't have... mind asking me this. <laughs> no, no. Uh, one thing that I really like about this, I am, uh, and it did help me too, is uh, taking the courses. Is I'm a master's handwriting analyst as you said but i also am a graphotherapist and graphotherapy is just fantastic in changing your mindset change your handwriting change your your mindset and i have studied uh there it's not a hundred percent accurate in that but there are certain letters um which are 100 percent accurate in an overall space but when it comes to bulimia they'll say well bulimics have this type of handwriting it's not 100 percent on that but they definitely will have signs of probably low self-esteem, um, secretive, and so on. And if we change those letters, it also helps you change. So I take a little different approach as well. I don't, there's a lot of people out there who are, I'm a coach. Um, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist, but I'm a coach. And so I assist you in getting to that. But with that, I do have my therapy. So I'm a therapist on that front. And I implement that in the book. And you get your free... Uh, consultation that comes with the book in regards to that as well so all right and the That's fact good. that not only yeah, have so, I studied it but I've also gone through it so I have a lot of knowledge of you know and studied it over many years I'm, you know I'm not going to call myself a professional who went through you know psychiatry for it <laughs> but I definitely uh likely know more than somebody who's never gone through it and i know what it's like yeah but i would say that because yeah yeah sorry to interrupt but i would say that that the perfectionist uh, person the per very nice person uh in the particular segment you are so much in the perfection mode because for the viewers uh let me tell you that i also had taken the handwriting analysis course and uh florian has been my mentor a very uh, the best mentor I could ever have. And uh, whatever I have learned in handwriting, it was like the mentorship from her. It was awesome. So I can say that like in this particular segment, I give you like it doesn't go but 11 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. So uh, my next question is that, what other books are you writing along with this bulimia addict? Okay, so I have 
my first book was happy by the way and that was about a little guy that got bullied and it's animated it's people say it's a children's book it can be but there's a there's definitely a lesson in it for adults as well there's two more coming out uh just need to get them redone they were the base the, the original ones were all hand-drawn the new ones are all animated by a computer and the originals were water um damaged so it's necessary to redo them the next one that I wrote mm -hmm. uh, that's coming out this month is Makeup Not Required, How to Brand the True You. That's basically be yourself. And we find ways in the book to build your brand based on you, the trust, the relationships and that. And then the, uh, of course, there's the how to have your cake and not eat it all too, <laughs> recovering from bulimia. That's the one that's coming out hopefully at the end of this month without any glitches. If not, it's going to be out next month as well along with the um, Makeup Not Required coming out this month. And then I'm finishing up a book. And it is sort of based on my life, but it's called Sherry's World. And it is about uh, how bulimia began and her journey through it to recovery. So, uh, you know, based on a true story, but it is going to be a fiction. I have that. I will just simply uh, put it in the comment box. So um, this is, you already declared the, like, estimated date that it will be coming at the end of the month might be at the end of the month month right yeah that's perfect or, that's perfect and so, if anyone's uh, asking about this this is the name of the website bulimiatic.com if you look at this my first yeah, book I, is about bullying so there was bully in there and then the addict was about being addicted yeah. to food and then of course um in that middle you can see bulimia so it's kind of like a play on words with the three of them and the it hurts not to hurt is because like anything like alcohol like like you know marijuana uh food becomes that yeah. numbing sensation when you're eating it. it it and so you're i really found one of the biggest challenges when i recovered the beginning i would probably say it was about three years of dealing with the emotions without eating the emotions was really like as you become so aware it's like whoa that's really how i'm feeling you know and it's a great yeah. feeling because you're actually feeling and you do hurt and yes it, it it feels better to hurt than not to hurt because you're living you feel like you're alive you're going wow this is how it feels yeah. to be alive you know yeah yeah that's why it is it hurts not to hurt perfect i really like the concept so Anything else apart from this, uh, about this book, which you want to share here so that viewers can know about it before they buy this? Uh, I think it basically, it, it, you know, there's probably tons of books out there that are very similar. I've checked them out. You know, there are. But uh, like I said, I take a different approach. And then on top of that, too, is if you wanted to, I am coaching. There's those abilities to reach out to me. And, uh, and ask me questions on the book. I'm there, I answer to people. And uh, if you wanted the private coaching, that's available as well. But the thing is, is that there's the reach out. There are exercises in it with the handwriting. And like I said, you also get a report and the report will also give recommendations on what you can work on in your handwriting to help you uh, on your journey towards recovery. Yes. So it's, an, it's a, definitely an assist. I you know like i said i'm not going to say that my book has got a whole bunch different than the other books but that part it really does it's, it's a different way of, yeah. of looking at the recovery Dorian is in a master's handwriting in 
master's certified in handwriting analysis, right? So if you also want to know about the handwriting thing, you can simply approach directly to her. Thank you so much, Lorian. I'm so glad that you took out some time here. And uh, you, I really appreciate because I know that your schedule is so much tight. You, you know, keep busy with uh, many things. Like I can't even reach there, but yeah, I try to <laughs> sometimes. And thank you so much for always guiding me, assist me, assisting me for the things which I do, which I'm doing, which I'm going to do for everything. And uh, thank you so much again. That's it. And this is Sumit Chaudhary from India. And I was with Lorianne from Milton, Ontario, Canada. And uh, my other site too, if you want to see the branding is IamBackL.com. All right, guys. I will put it there as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Lorian. Thank you so much for being with me. Bye for now. Yeah. Take care.